Hello, and welcome to The Third Act Saviors, a podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, talk about it, and try and rewrite the end to make it better. Er, you know, air quotes better. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is Third Act Saviors, a podcast where, what was it, three dum-dums watch a movie and fix it by changing only the third act? That's it. I'm Jacob Kuykendall. (laughs) I'm Michael Fromm. And I'm Daniel Kinnaman. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Michael, what's uh, what's happening today? All right, so today is my movie. Uh, You all are graced with my... Excellent taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of all the crap that you guys have made me watch, uh, <laughs> you're going to be watching an actually like pretty decent movie tonight. What was the last movie you uh, suggested? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the uh, cult classic, the the epitome of grace and uh, story structure and just a really tight script. Yeah, Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> that was that was sarcasm for anyone who. Could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Now I like um, it. Gore Duke. <laughs> yeah, so I have chosen for us tonight uh, the Guillermo del Toro uh, horror movie Crimson Peak in honor of the upcoming holiday known as All Hallows Eve. Mm, uh, very Sam Hain. <laughs> Uh, all hallows weenus as i like to call it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was just gonna do uh hocus pocus but that cat getting run over by the car scares me too much yeah Mm -hmm. and the kid turning into a mouse also too scary scary. do you ever see the uh that old oh god who wrote charlie and the chocolate factory that old Mm -hmm. doll yeah that old rolled doll movie uh oh what's it called witches the witches the The witches. witches Isn't that, movie, <laughs> the bitches. isn't that movie terrifying? Uh, in my memory, it is. It, I, yeah, to it's be still fair, terrifying. In my memory, Ernst go, uh, Ernst was scared goes, stupid. Ernst scared stupid was, was legitimately scary, guys. It was legit scary. <laughs> All I remember, the only memory I have, is not having a good time. <laughs> I don't remember anything else about that movie. Uh, so yeah, we're going to watch Crimson Peak. Uh, yeah. I, it's one of these movies that did not... Uh, I, I think it's pretty decent. I got decent reviews. Uh, it made, I think it made its money back overseas. Like every movie in the world. But uh, as far as uh, American box office, it is kind of known as a flop. Especially for uh, Guillermo del Toro yeah. starring... Uh, it's no Hellboy 2. Uh, oh yeah. boy, I can't even remember the subtitle. Uh, the Golden Cursed Army. City. Oh, Golden, Golden Army. Army. Okay, great. Uh, but uh, it is, uh, you know, it's it also has a huge cast. It's got... Handsome Loki guy in it. Well, yeah. Handsome Loki. Guy. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. It's mm-hmm. got Mia. Oh, that Wasik- guy too. <laughs> it's got Mia Wasikowski and uh, Jessica Chastain. So I was all excited for this movie back in the day. Yeah, it's probably good. No one saw it, which is why it didn't make Ooh. its money, including the three of us. We'll find out. I've heard not so great things. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. I was all pumped, and then I it got closer to release date, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. And actually, when you <laughs> sure. suggested this, I was like, Oh boy, finally a movie without a bunch of computer animated bullshit in it. And oh, then I thought a- about it a little harder. I was like, Nope, never. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of computer animated bullshit in here. It's basically take... Uh, I know literally zero about this movie. I don't even know who is in it. I don't know. I've never seen a trailer. No. I know it's a oh, scary it's, movie. It's, it's a little... So I've seen it. Okay. I saw it uh, some years back. This could be a period piece. It could be a romantic comedy. I have uh, literally no clue. So it's kind of like if Guillermo del Toro uh, adapted Jane Eyre. Okay. Uh, but much more violent. 
Mm-hmm. But I like it. It's, I like it. At least I remember sure. enjoying it. We'll find out after I watch it again. Pain Air. Yeah. Yeah. The Fresh Prince of Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, let me step on your joke. I mean, West right. Northumberland, <laughs> born and raised <laughs> on the Dells, is where I spent most of my afternoons, longing after the, the man who would eventually spurn my my advances. Well, I don't know Jane Eyre well enough to jump in this joke. I am going to say, "Yo, Jane, smell you later." Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, but before we jump into Crimson Peak, uh, we should talk about our yeah. last week's film. Ninja T- Turtles. TMNT. My movie. Out of the shadows. I was sitting at my desk at work and staring into space like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Working hard. Yeah. You're really earning that paycheck, Daniel. And I said... <laughs> Daniel's boss fire him immediately. <laughs> I said, wait a second. Michelangelo didn't even touch a nunchuck that entire movie. <laughs> wait. He did He used two robot nunchucks coming out the side of the van. Yeah, Daniel and I had a, a brief <laughs> Facebook chat about like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I had to call Jacob. <laughs> Donnie definitely uses his staff. He yeah. does. I think he's the only one who uses his weapon for a weapon. Yeah, he uses it. He kills Krang's robot with it in the end with, yeah. the, with the electric tip. I don't think... Does Raph not use his size? He uses it to not fall off an airplane. I feel like he throws it in the general oh. direction of uh yeah. casey jones at the very beginning but not like but more like a th- but more like a warning shot yeah and i don't like think a- leonardo ever pulls the swords out just across the board i don't think yeah. he ever has those swords out oh my gosh well this is the issue with ninja turtles it has always been the issue with ninja turtles yeah is that they're inherently violent fighters but they're, <laughs> they're also ninjas after all yeah but they're a kids movie so michelangelo's got to use like you know wiener sausages yeah yeah and but- a yo-yo <laughs> yeah, I would have been fine if there was a yo-yo. <laughs> or, but yeah. Or, yeah, but he, he throws down in Ninja Turtles, the original one, with yeah. that yo-yo. But uh, people get bruises, I'm sure. Well, you can have Michelangelo and Donatello go to town because they have blunt weapons. But Raphael and Leonardo, they just have to, like, wave them around in the background, I guess. <laughs> yeah. what are they going to do? Fight some robots, for God's sake. Yeah, I on. do want to be that nerd guy who says size aren't technically stabbing weapons. They are blunt weapons. They're really? clubs, what? but what they're designed for was to be sword catchers. Okay, but how they, do you club somebody with them? You, they're, they're just oh, they're just blunt. They're just, just blunt instruments. Yeah. Ouch! But but what they're what they're really designed to do is disarm your opponent. That's they're just clubs that are you're able to catch the sword, twist, knock the sword out of their hand, okay. and then club them with it. Uh, Anyone, you know, any listeners who... Sorry, nerds. Psy experts who wish to take uh, Michael the task, you can reach us at thirdxsavers at gmail.com. Yeah. I am correct on this. I am correct on this. I had a roommate in college who was a Ninja Turtles fanatic. He was a Raph fan. He had size. Oh, awesome. Speaking of size. That's rad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. I'll stop. Any thoughts beyond the fact that they don't do anything? The Ninja Turtles don't fight anybody or... I mean, that was kind of the theme of the movie. Nobody does anything. Yeah. Which is weird. Why? They're CGI characters. They can fly. I don't care. Michelangelo does fly. They're like, look at them. They're flying. Towards what? Nothing of consequence. Yeah. It's like all the beauty of How to Train Your Dragon with none of the characterization. Yeah, that's not going to make me cry. I want my turtles property to make me cry. (laughs) I would love that. Because it wouldn't be that hard to get me to cry at a Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. 
What if, like, Ninja Turtles 3, they got all these kids hyped on computer animated, all sorts of stuff, and then they pull a original Ninja Turtles where a third of the movie is them sitting around a campfire crying <laughs> and being sick and stuff. How about Gritty Re- Reboot? Let's do Gritty Reboot Ninja no, Turtles for adults F- only. Yeah. Like a Suicide Squad Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes. Where they are just using those swords. <laughs> Oh boy! The, yeah, they're locked up in a prison for the criminally mutant. <laughs> That's right. I would like to see another Ninja Turtles movie, CGI. But if they're going to do cartoons, let's have all the goofy mutant creatures out there and have them real. F- I would have it just have it just be a goofy kids movie. I'm okay with that. I feel like that's what this was though. And it I, just was poorly done. Yeah, it was poorly. Oh, done. Oh, I don't know if you could do a good version. Of that. No, I probably think you not. could. I don't know why you couldn't. Yeah, like if you said right now, Pixar is making a Ninja Turtles movie. Come on. Well, what if I Even just said, hey, Pixar's making a movie. a movie about ninjas? Then I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If I'm like, oh, and by the way, they're turtles. It's it's anthropomorphic animals. It's still like, okay. Guess what? Sure. They missed their dad. Yeah. <laughs> or <probably>. mom. <laughs> yeah, they want to be more human. It's like, I don't know, every other movie. <laughs> I don't see how it's impossible to make a Ninja Turtles movie that is good. I think it is very possible. It is not a complicated storyline. They're not complicated characters. Michael Bay, get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get, get it together. Uh, my only other thoughts about this movie are... Uh, someone needs to come up with, like... Like, is there ever been, like, good April O'Neil in terms of, like... No, not really. Like, an actual character? Which, I don't like, understand why not. Like, maybe the... I kind of think the first movie. She's the best of she's the choices. Probably she's fine. Wait, first, as in the original eighty. Yeah, yeah, 90s yeah, one? yeah. Mm. When uh, she's got some personality, she's got some funk. She actually had, and yeah, she actually does something. Yeah, there's, I, there's no reason. She's kind of a flat character. There's sure. not a whole lot going on totally. in the cartoons, but there's not a whole lot going on for anybody. There's no reason but she couldn't be fun. James Gunn made Daphne awesome and Scooby Doo the movies. Yeah, and I sure. will go to I will I will go to the mat that Scooby Doo the movies good. This is a safe space, Michael, and you don't need to. Uh, uh but yeah, that movie's not very good. TMNT yeah. two. I wish it was better than it was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the first one. I don't want to. Uh it I think it just suffered uh, I think the yeah. The first one makes more sense, has a better storyline, but it's not as fun. I remember. <laughs> I want you two to have a battle of rememberings. <laughs> See, and keep in mind, I watched it months ago. Well, and for the barely, listeners, and barely watched. What it. was the storyline of the first one? For the <laughs> listeners, <laughs> both Daniel and Michael are both looking up towards the ceiling, like they're trying to remember the if they one, even saw that movie. <laughs> the first one was the turtles like uncovering their own origin. Which was, uh, they were April O'Neil's pet turtles? <laughs> yeah, which was, they were April O'Neil's pet turtles, and and her dad was part of a scientific, uh, he was a scientist for the Japanese mafia. Mm-hmm. The Yakuza. The, I don't know if they're called the, uh, the Foot Clan, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, and because that, Japanese mafia busts up his lab, and her turtles turn into mutants. Okay, but it's really enough. just the and dis- rat? it's really just yeah. And there's a rat. And I don't remember how that works, <laughs> but that, but that's really it's it's the it's the it's that origin that they're trying to readapt to the screen. So that's at least an A, a B, and a C yeah. instead of just like we have six MacGuffins we have to find. Yeah, uh, that, that's not, a and great we can't really choice. follow who has what MacGuffin at what point. Yeah. Also, it half is, of the scenes with those are just like there it is, there it is. Who's got it? I oh, got hot it. Hot potato. Hot potato. <laughs> Yeah, and I know it makes for some funny little, you know, know. Michelangelo going. Whoa! 
and yeah. jumping out a window to grab some moves. But... Bunch of CGI stuff bouncing around, but... Yeah. Reboot everything except for Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Yeah, they were great. How about just a spin-off movie, Bebop and Rocksteady? <laughs> I'd, watch the, I'd watch the dick out of that. <laughs> yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady, take Manhattan. <laughs> Love it. Make it hard R. <laughs> should we let's 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 do our tests? Yeah, we should talk about this briefly for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, back in the back in the action, out of the shadows, yeah. into the use. So this one will be like every single movie. I say this every week. This will be easy because it'll fail just across the board. Yeah, I don't uh, think it does. Well, let's let's talk about that. The okay. Bechdel test. Are there two me- two female characters? Yes. There are. Do they ever talk to each other? Yes. They Did, fight. <laughs> well, also the the FBI chief and a uh, colonial. And yeah. They talk. Do they talk about something other than a man? I think they might. Yeah, I'm not really remembering. I guess they talk about they why ta- she's in jail. Yeah, yeah, she talks about why she shouldldn't be in jail. Yeah. All right. Um, a, a pass. We'll yeah. give it a solid pass. Nice. It's not the the one that I want to talk about is the racial Bechdel test. Sure. Are there two pre- characters of color? Yes. yes. There's actually uh, quite oh, a few yeah. of them. There's four, I think. Do they talk to each other about something other than white characters? Yeah. Kind of, as much as you consider the turtles not white characters. Uh, Baxter Stockman talks to Shredder about mutating Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> That's right. The only thing I'd like to point out is there are a, a bunch of people of color, all of them bad guys, across the board. That is true. Yeah. And the yeah. Ninja Turtles, I looked up, are all white actors. Yeah. Just... Which also seems like kind of silly for unnecessary. Yeah, why? They're yeah. all a bunch of no names, anyways. You can yeah. pick anybody you want. Yeah, to have all the bad guys to be the people of color. <laughs> Just across the all the Japanese and also the one black guy. Two well, black guys. Two black guys. Yeah, I guess up to the point where he turns into a pig. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, who are the good humans? April and Casey, and that's it. And the chief, maybe. Yeah. Oh, all the other characters and Will Arnett. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah it's uh, not a great it's not a great look it's nice to have some representation sure but, you know maybe have some good guys but on the plus side all the white characters are boring <laughs> that is yeah all, the bad guys are all the best characters across the board uh and there aren't any lgbtq characters i don't think so Maybe be bopping rock steady. Maybe. We don't know. It's not clear. I mean, they really like each other. Yeah, a lot. their love for each other is pretty intense. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a romantic sexual love, but I now pronounce you my man. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> they say my man a lot in the movie. They sure do. Man, those characters are great. They deserve to be in a different movie. Yeah, yeah they do. I'll take them out. Put them in Warcraft. Better movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Put it in the Hasbro Extended Universe. Let's do this. Yeah, we take Bebop and Rock's Daddy. We take Pizzazz, GI Joe, uh, Starscream, but just Starscream. Oh, that'd be great. And you get your Hasbro Avengers. Yeah, and they fight the bad guy from the Lego Movie. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yes, your dad. <laughs> They fight, fight your dad. They fight your dad who wants you to put your toys away. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm 30. I do what I want, dad. <laughs> I'm going to glue you, kid. Daniel, you're doing Legos wrong. <laughs> I do them however I want, and that's with a pig and a flying plane. <laughs> I'm gluing them all together. <laughs> While playing Warcraft. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, well, that's just Minecraft, isn't it? Pretty much. It's yeah. just the Lego movie i mean the lego <laughs> movie is just a bunch of crap no, but, I mean, but i mean ninja turtles meets legos is just minecraft right how does ninja turtles fit into <laughs> there minecraft? Ninjas in minecraft turtles in, there's ninjas okay it's warcraft meets legos right 
Oh, no. No, denied. No, hard, hard deny. No, and. No, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Creepers are just murlocs. Do you guys think you should see Ninja Turtles out of the shadows? No. No. What if you're a big Ninja Turtles fan? No. What if you're not no. a big Ninja Turtles fan? No. What if you're a child? Yes. May- no. Yes. There's better movies for you. Yeah. Go see, go see Zootopia. Now I'll be like, quit trying to shove a message <laughs> down my throat. <laughs> what if, Jeez, what if you're a, a, a dad and you kind of want to get drunk and your kids are there and you're like, I just got to put something on the TV. No, you don't want to uh, do that's that. Called, uh, that's called Friday the 13th Part 3. <laughs> it's in 3D. Oh, and then a bunch of tiny turtles spray out of your candy basket because your head exploded <laughs> inside of it. Right? <laughs> Is that the reference? For <laughs> uh, yes, and? <laughs> I don't know what reference that is. <laughs> Halloween 3? <laughs> The kids watch Dan- TV and then their heads blow up. Oh, I was saying Friday the 13th 3, but yes, oh, Halloween 3 is sorry. the Daniel's only one with- having an acid flashback <laughs> in the middle of this podcast. No, totally. It's, uh, the, the, the Evil Mask Corporation is selling masks that if they're worn at the same time they watch a hypnotic television series, it makes everyone blow up into bugs. Wow, that's sorry. like Videodrome. Wrong, wrong franchise. <laughs> Six more days till Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. That's the song that plays over and over again on Halloween 3. And that's that's the actor that plays Austin Powers, right? <laughs> Am I getting this right? Yeah, I think so. Wait, in Halloween yeah, 3? Yeah, Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, yeah, Michael Myers. Yeah. No, he's not in Halloween 3. Yeah, baby. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's go around the horn with our best uh, Austin Powers. Oh, uh, do I make you horny? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do I make you horny? <laughs> uh, Danger is my middle name. <laughs> All right, uh, should we go watch some Crimson Peak? Yeah, let's just let's just yank this one, yank the ripcord on this one. One million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two work for? They're always after my lucky charms. That's the other guy. I'm ain't a baby. All right, <laughs> hey, hey, let's watch a movie. Yay! We'll be back. All right, we're back. We just watched a little movie I like to call... David Pumpkins. David Pumpkins. <laughs> no, 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 no. We watched a little movie called Crimson Peak. That's right, we did. By Guillermo del Toro. Heck yes. Hmm. Uh, so what did we think? Well, I was on board, and then I got bored, and then I was back on board, and then I <laughs> shot off the side of the ship towards the end there. Lost the board metaphor. Okay. Yeah. I was on board, then underboard, then beside board, transboard, and now I'm just board board. Yeah. I went... <laughs> nice that was dance. my joke dance. Wow, good, good joke dance. Thank you. The listeners love seeing it. <laughs> he put one finger up, then the other finger up, then he wiggled the fingers. Uh, this movie was boring. <laughs> what about when the ghosts came out? Yeah, those were boring ghosts. <laughs> okay, I was more. I was scared it was going to be too scary, and it was not. Yeah, it's not scary at all. Michael, what did you think? As the person who's seen this ahead of time and is now watching it a second time. I still want to like it a lot. I like like the conceit of, you know, pretty famous horror director making... uh, He's got a real visual eye. He's got a real visual eye, but I just like the idea of a 
actual like gothic novel turned modern horror movie. Yeah, I'm on. I'm actually on board for that conceptually. Sure, it me too. It doesn't really it land. Should be great. Yeah. Like 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 picture picture ten years ago. Someone's like, hey, Jacob, how would you like to watch? Guillermo del Toro make it oh. like a gothic novel, but like in modern day, and it's real violent. You mean the director of Blade Two? I would love that. Yeah, director of Blade Two, Hellboy, <laughs> Blade, The Orphanage. I think um, that's how you pronounce it. I Spaniel. mean, none of those I'm all that sold on, but Blade Two. Sure. <laughs> Guys, don't forget Pacific Rim. Yeah, that's okay, true. sure, but Guys, that's not me, youngin'. Jacob. Never seen Pacific Rim. Really? Oh my god! I know. Isn't that wild? If I only it were a flop, and we could watch it. <laughs> yeah, if was only it not a flop. For, no, they're making Pacific Rim too. That yeah. doesn't mean it wasn't a flop. Uh, we'll look it up later. Do you want to run through the plot yeah, of this? Because my it. Can, my things I want to talk about are <laughs> All right, let's plot do it. related. Okay, so we open on Mia Wasikowski, also known as what Edith in this yeah. movie. Yes, I have no idea who this was. She's Alice from Alice in Wonderland, a movie I've never yeah. seen. Yeah. She's in. She was in that awesome movie that I never saw, where she played like the girl in the wilderness who's like a badass hunter and kills people. I had no idea. Hunger Games. Uh, no, it was like a drama. The most dangerous game. No, I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, uh, let's think of movies where ladies are hunters. This was like super, Tomb Raider. This was like super uh, indie. If you guys don't know it already, that Batman knockoff CW show about birds of prey. Oh, also Mia Wasikowska. I apologize. Sorry, Mia. We open on Edith, who's a, uh, what is it, uh, late 19th century America. No it's ye olden times. It's, I, I would say 19th century. They're definitely trying to pull off a Jane Eyre, Jane Austen thing. Yeah, which we're talking that's like, clear. We're talking like 1860s England, but they wanted to be a little bit later so they can be a little steampunk. Also it's America to start with. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the, the I know we start in America. Yeah, it's but top they're, hats but they're, and model T's. Yeah. But but they're they're trying to or he's trying to take the aesthetic of uh, they waltz. English novels of the 19th century. Yeah, picture in your mind waltzes, model sure. T's, ascots. Yeah, uh, everyone's steam in, machines. Everyone's steam in machine. bow ties. It's all about like you can't date outside your class, young lady, um, and stuff like that. They have canes, but they don't need them. Yeah, everyone's got fanciful beards. Everyone's like a doctor. It's basically like, did you ever see Sleepy Hollow? I sure did. I love Sleepy Hollow. It's like that, but less fucked up crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's Unlike what you might hope. I don't know. I prefer Game of the Toro to Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Across, across the board, sure. yeah. But Sleepy Hollow? Kind of love Sleepy Hollow. All right. I think it's just because you were 12 when you watched it. <laughs> I watched it recently. I still, <laughs> I'm still 12 when I watched that movie. It's a tree full of heads. What's not to love? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, she uh, is an aspiring writer mm-hmm. because, of course, she is. Because mm-hmm. again, they're trying to take that that Jane Eyre, uh, that Jane Austen, Bronte sisters thing, and they're famous for being women writers when there weren't a lot of women writers. I've never read Jane Eyre. I know nothing about it, so this okay. is all going over my head. Sure. Well, I mean, you understand that there weren't a lot of women writers yes, in England <laughs> in the 19th century. <laughs> they were all busy being doctors and scientists yeah, and whatnot. Doctors yeah, and lawyers and scientists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so she wants to be a writer. She's in America. Her dad's super wealthy. There's a new British gentleman in town, oh, and all the word. women are quite a flutter that hey, there's a new, a new suitor coming to town. Why, but what's his Edith, name? His name is Sir Benedict Cumblybuns. No, what's his name? Oh, uh, um, there's Thomas, and then there's it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, Alan. Alan? No, Alfred? Isn't Al- he Alan? Thomas? He's Thomas. Thomas, Thomas Sharp. Tom- so the English man coming to town is Thomas Sharp. Thomas Hiddleston playing Thomas Sharp. That's easy. Tom, 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 Tom. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston playing Thomas Sharp. Yeah, it's Tom on Tom. Yeah. 
And then Charlie Hunnam plays our other dashing American doctor. Yeah. Uh, Alan McMichael. I can't believe I remember these names. Yeah, that's amazing. And his name is terrible. Alan McMichael. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's, uh, he's squashing his beefs. <laughs> uh, so all the ladies are super concerned, are super interested in dating this. Oh my, he's so handsome. Thomas Sharp. This the, young Loki of a lad. Yeah, this Thor's brother coming all the way from Europe, and he holds... He holds a title, Baronet, which I don't fully know what that means. I'm fanning myself, just thinking about he's it. The, he's the son of Thor. <laughs> no, Brother I'm sorry, I'm Odin. He's, he's Odin's son. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, but Edith, she don't care about that shit. Mm. She just want to write her book. Yeah, except kind of that well, she does that care was, about that. That was the first scene when all the ladies yeah. are like a flutter, and she's like, "I hope that I just die a widow." I do, I do declare. Yeah, Ellie's oh, yeah. mom's a real bee to her for no reason. Well, it's because she's all not wanting to be a lady. Also, she wants to write books. We totally mm-hmm. forgot the spoopy opening of this thing where she saw her mom's ghost as a little baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a whole flashback where she can see ghosts. She's like, I saw my mom's ghost. And your mom's like, beware the crimson peak. <laughs> movie yep. starts with, ghosts are real. I saw my mom's ghost once. And then the movie shows you her also, mom's ghost showing up. <laughs> Beatsy dubs. I don't know if you guys caught it. Her mom's ghost only ghost that's not red. No, but, I did notice that. Okay, so did it's you until did at you the realize? end of the movie and there are a bunch of non-red ghosts? Well, yeah. There's just one. Well, no, he, both one's of white. the sharps are. Well, it's because they're the only ones not buried in the clay. They're okay. all red because they're the corpses buried oh, in the clay. Yeah. Okay. That did makes, we not get that? From I, no, yeah, no but also like. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <coughs> so Thomas Sharp comes to town. Yeah, and he's all like, "Yo, Edith, this book is lit, bae." And she, that's what the kids say. I re, I'm on Tumblr, I know. Yeah, that's fine. And she's like, oh, dear me. I'm, I, I'm, fluttering. I'm, I'm fanning myself again. I have the vapors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Touch of the vapors. He likes my book. But everyone else has been like, a woman writer? What an idiot. Do, yeah. do all this stuff that I say. Also, her book has ghosts in it, yeah. and that is of no interest to me. It's true. She wants to be... Mary Shelley. Oh my. The dumbest of the 19th century writers. Of, except, of Frankenstein fame? <laughs> except Frankenstein's real good. Um, not. <laughs> not. Meh. Uh, Dracula forever. <laughs> so, uh, Thomas Sharp comes to town to talk to uh, Edith's dad about investing in his awesome clay digging machine so he can reopen his family clay mines. Yeah, Thomas Sharp is an inventor, which I didn't realize till later. In the yeah, movie when they clarify that. Yeah, oh. he had he invented his his the clay digging. Yeah, his steampunk clay digger, and he has a functional little model of it. Yeah, yeah they but tease he, him for soft hands and functional model. Yeah, but Edith's dad is like, nuh-uh, son. We 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 work from the ground up here. It's an automated yeah. shoveling machine, and it's like ten men with shovels, but instead it doesn't work. Yeah. Exactly. So after that, there's a big party. Yeah. Everyone's invited. Mm-hmm. Thomas and his sister. Thomas and his sister. The creepy... Some, Lucille. Lucille, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, they reference that uh, Thomas needs to take a mysterious red ring and use it to woo... Yes. Either. Was that ring ever explained in the whole movie? Uh, Should we wait was, till we get there? Yeah, uh, it comes I mean, up again later. Yeah, it but... comes up several times. Uh, never like really openly spoken about. I assumed it was a magic ring early <laughs> on, and it is not. <laughs> so Thomas comes around the house after yeah. the father's already left to be like, Edith, I waited for your father to leave. I need your help in convincing him to 
join me or to give, give me, me his money. Bucks. <laughs> and she's like, why would I do that? And he's like, because I'm a handsome British fella. And you don't want to be alone in this here house, especially after your mom ghost appeared a second time to warn you about Crimson Peak. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Once as a child and once like 10 years later. Well, and once like literally 30 seconds before I walked in this <laughs> this door. Yeah. She came out, said, beware Crimson Peak, and then I knocked on the door. You're like, don't I remember you from something yeah. as a child? You remind yeah. oh, <laughs> mother. Mom's ghost. And then I'm like, oh, wait. Sorry, English man. Do you live on a mountain that's red? I do. It's not that can't be Crimson Peak though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the red, the brick colored point. Uh, Thomas takes Edith to the party, mm-hmm. and they do a fabulous waltz where the candle doesn't go out, which makes them perfectly suited for each other. Yeah, it was like the 19th century version of like a BuzzFeed quiz. They both swiped yeah. right on each other. <laughs> they both swiped right. The candle didn't blow out. Charlie Hunnan's getting pissed. Yeah, all the other ladies are like, Edith didn't even care about this shit. I wanted to bone marry this guy. Yeah, bone marry. Bone, bone marrow, marrow. Bone marrow this guy. Bone marry kill would be a better name for this movie. <laughs> then the dad's, the, the Edith's dad's like, I don't like this fella. I'm going to hire that guy from that show you guys were talking about. What show was he in? Pacific Rim. Yeah. Also, he was in, wasn't he in the, the Man in High Castle. Oh, Man in yeah. High Castle, that's right. Mr. Skinny Face. Yeah, yeah he's Tony basically, do you remember the 30 Rock episodes where he hires... Uh, Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi? Yes. Yeah, he was the Steve Buscemi of this movie. Yeah. He was like, hello, fellow murderers. <laughs> if you've seen Pacific Rim, he is uh, Charlie Day's partner. Yeah. The other crazy scientist of yeah. the two crazy scientists. The uptight one. Yeah, and he goes, he's a PI. Mm-hmm. He's a PI from the big city. He goes out to dig up some dirt on old Thomas and Lucille Sharp. And dirt he does dig. And, <laughs> and that he finds I'm it. I'm going to talk an old-timey voice this whole episode. <laughs> I don't know why. he finds it in spades. <laughs> what did, What evidence did he show? Uh, you don't find out until later. We don't, yes. we don't find out till later. Okay. He shows old pappy, old pappy beardy Edith Paps. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Peepaw. Let's just call him, pa- let's call him Peepaw Beardy. Uh, Peepaw. Peepaw Beardy. Yeah. He shows Peepaw Beardy that there's, uh, <clears throat> something on a Some piece of paper. piece of paper that makes everything We find about- out later that oh. it is he was married already. Yeah, but we don't find that out until the movie wants us also, to. Also, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Sure. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Peepaw, Peepaw Beardy says, all right, Loki, I will give you money, but you have to do two things. Leave town on the next train. No problem. Money, please. What's the other one? And you gotta be all like, yo, Edith, I don't love you no more. Oh, okay. Give me that check. Cha-ching! Yeah. Um, but then, the next day... And he does this, by the way. He takes the bribe and he, he tells Edith she sucks. Yeah. And he's leaving. And especially disses her book. Yeah. Hardcore. Especially disses her book that yes. he's been so interested in up until this point. The best way to break her heart. Your book sucks! Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would break my heart. Um, then the next day... Michael, your book's great. Oh, thank Don't worry you. about it. I love it. I've been working on it a long time. It's about ghosts. It has a love story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ghosts aren't real, though. I don't know if you noticed. Well, they better ghosts be a metaphor. are real, guys. <laughs> some people can see them, just like some people can't see colors. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's well, a- you see them when you need it. Need to. Yeah. Ghosts, colors. Ghosts and colors. That's that's another thing they talk about in this movie. Yeah. For some reason, I can't tell if Charlie Hunnam's character, what kind of doctor he is, but he's also an eye doctor. Well, yeah, he had books on eye. Well, back in the day, he did a little bit of everything. <laughs> he's a general he practitioner. So the next day, Edith received a letter from good old Thomas Sharp saying 
your father bribed me. I love you. He thinks poor people oh, shouldn't be allowed to marry anyone. Something happens before this scene. Well, they're cut in between. Yeah. Something important happens. Simultaneously, mm-hmm. while Edith mm-hmm. is reading this letter, old Pappy Beardy, taking his early morning shave alone in the club, gets his head smashed into the sink by a mysterious figure. A mysterious stranger mushes him good. Yeah, and there's blood everywhere, and there's a big old <laughs> hole in his head. Daniel, you have a face you're making. What is that? Is that happiness? Well, I have a question for later. Okay. Oh, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask sure. it now, Daniel. Ask your question. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to him. Spoiler alert, everybody. It's yeah. the creepy sister that totally roasts it's, Peepaw. It's Jessica Chastain. <laughs> why yeah. Why she do that? She suplexes him right face-wise. Why, she, why would she want to kill him? Because... They want all of his money. Here's my theory, and it's not ex- yeah. well explained, but that he prevent he is trying to prevent this relationship from coming to fruition. Correct. So they want to kill him, and Tom is going to put his moves on Edith at the same time, so mm-hmm. he's not there to block them. She sees him as the obstacle. This is not at all explained so in the movie. Very it clearly. is perfectly explained in the movie, but not till the end. Uh, essentially. Their whole plot, and I'll just explain their plot now, because this yeah. is really the issue with these mysteries, if they're not done well. <laughs> yeah, is that, it's hard to follow. Is that the plot has to be explained in the end. Yes, it is very yeah. much of a murder mystery type, where yeah. at the end they go, oh, here's what's going on, but some of it doesn't hang together so good. A psychologist it, walks out and explains everything think, that happened to the movie. I think it does. You think so? I think it does. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Uh, and so, then we will boo you. Yeah. So... <laughs> Essentially, what these two people have been doing, Lucille and Thomas Sharp, have been going around from place to place, Mm -hmm. marrying rich heiresses, Yep, bringing them back to London, Yes, and then killing them slowly, and then inheriting all their money, because they're married to them. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Do they kill everyone's parents? We don't know. So, I mean, there are some people that are just... That, 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 are, <laughs> that seems like it might be hard to pull off. Well, you don't have to, necessarily. There are some people out there that are, are parents are already dead and have a lot of money. I have some complaints, but I will save them till okay. the end of this plot summer and we can hash this out as a team. So... But that is my, also so, my understanding so, of what so, happened. So, 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 you can't... So let's say Peabody Beardy mm-hmm. has $10 million. Yes. He's written them a check for $1 million to get the heck out of town. Yes, that. So they take the $1 million. Definitely. But then why not just kill him? Then the daughter inherits all the money. Marry the daughter. Then marry the daughter. Bring so her then to Tom London. gets all the bucks. She signs all the money over to Tom, and then they kill her. I mean, the, in my. Uh, in theory, as soon as they're married, they sure. just kill her, and then they get all the money anyways by inheritance rules. Why did they start killing her and then make her well, sign the thing? All right, this is the part where we have to lose that. Let's get to the end because I have some also some concerns. Can we along fast forward this plot? Because going through this again, I'm like, God, I hate the plot of this yeah. movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I would like to point out early on: none of this plot involves ghosts. Yeah. No, I mean the ghosts are. <laughs> I don't think that's inherently bad. The ghosts, no. the, the ghosts are her way of being able to uncover their secrets. Yes, they are the same plot function as the ghosts in the Sixth Sense. Except the Sixth Sense goes mess up Haley Joel Osment pretty good too. Yeah, 
yeah. physically mess him up. The ghosts in this movie don't do anything. Well, the ghosts can't do anything in this movie. Yeah. They just are spookums. Yeah. But she doesn't even get information from the ghosts that she couldn't have just uncovered on her own. All the relevations come from a bunch of phonograph recordings that she finds in a closet somewhere. No, that's somewhere. not true. Also, she... her mom's warning doesn't help at all. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's a classic trope in everything. Yeah. The warning at the beginning never helps anyone. Hmm. All right, let's finish this plot summary sure. first. Let's, let's Sorry, start. I really I mean, got this I mean, out of order. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's that whole story about like the, hey, look out, your son's gonna kill you and marry your wife. Yeah, didn't help that guy out. No, that's true. better. Kill my son. Yeah, better leave him in the woods. <laughs> Thanks, so can... Oracle. High five. <laughs> yeah, T Y. Uh, so that's the plot from the outset. Yes, all those things happen. <laughs> the issue is that from the very beginning. There's a schism that, uh, this is my second viewing, so I noticed it from the get-go. Yeah. Is that Tom Hiddleston's character, Thomas Sharp, Mm -hmm. actually loves this woman from the get-go. Yes. Mm -hmm. But he's also in a secret incestuous relationship with his sister, Lucille. Who's the real evil monster. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're both evil, but I mean, six and sevens. But (laughs) the entire movie is actually a weird, like love triangle between the three of them except yeah. we as the audience don't know that until the very end right so, so from the very beginning it's like you know the peabot beardy's like all right thomas sharp you're an idiot your sister's obviously in charge here so let, let me jump in here yeah. for a second and kind of what i fill in a little bit so edith falls into this trap her dad yes. dies she marries thomas they move to london they move, she moves into their uh, Thomas and Lucille's creepy family home. Yes. She starts seeing some ghostums. Uh, she finds a mysterious dog. Uh-huh. Uh, she starts investigating the mysteries of the manor. Sure. Uh, she goes, As being led by ghosts. As being led by ghosts in the basement of the manor. Underneath the base, uh, underneath the manor is their cl- weird crimson clay mine. Yeah. She eventually finds some mystery clues in there yeah she finds it she finds a suitcase with the the letters es on it yes and the name enola her relationship with thomas gets closer they eventually sleep together in at the post office (laughs) they can't sleep together at the house yep lucille becomes increasingly jealous yeah and creepy and insane eventually she cracks the case wide open i think that's she cracks it open before uh, some stuff happens she she basically has a the she, she understands that there's been th- three other women yes. that he's married and killed she for their money she clues this together and then finds the two of them lucille and thomas mid hand job yeah mid <laughs> mid hand job they're like you get the lucille's like well now you know what's going on and that's when the plot actually starts to come out yeah lucille pushes edith basically down uh, off a railing. balcony uh, she, she falls through stories and basically just breaks her leg she gets messed up but just as this happens charlie hunnam's character alan uh, mcmichael alan mcmichael yeah comes in He's cracked the case open, too. You find out he confronts everybody and gets stabbed for his troubles. Yeah. Uh, Thomas is like, I'm going to stab you, but try and stab you in a way where you don't die so you can survive. Because he doesn't want to kill Edith. Right. Uh, Edith and... um, I'm sorry. Lucille. Edith and Lucille. Yes. Uh, Lucille kills Thomas because she finds out Tom loves Edith. There's some jealous rage here. Edith and Lucille have a... Knife battle. Fight. Yeah, they have a, a battle fight up and down the house. 
Uh, and eventually, at the very end, uh, Edith is like, look behind you. And Edith or uh, Lucille turns around and there's a ghost. <laughs> okay. And sees yeah. Thomas's ghost. And Edith totally ices her cold with a, style. With a, with, a, with a shovel. Yeah, she shovels her good. And then... Alan McMichael and Edith walk off into the sunset. And also, yeah, and the villagers are there or something. Yeah. Yeah. They end. Also, at the end, you see uh, Edith's, or Lucille's ghost. Playing I think that's Lucille's ghost. Yeah, yeah she's playing the piano. piano. Very creepily. There's some revelations <laughs> regarding Thomas and Lucille's past, some of which yeah. we've covered. Uh, Thomas is married, and they have murdered a bunch of ladies in the past for yep. their money. Uh, they both had a very abusive childhood. They are locked in the attic. They started having an incestuous affair while they were locked in the attic. The they, mother found out about it. Lucio killed the mother. They had a Thomas creepo baby set, that was oh, yeah. killed. Much later, though. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, they had a creepo baby yeah. that was killed. Um, That's offensive to creepo babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we never actually see the creepo baby. You see the ghost see, of creepo baby. Oh, yeah. maybe I missed that. One of the ghosts of murdered ex-wife is holding creepo baby yeah. because she helped her deliver it or something. I think the impression there was... So they have an incestuous baby who's messed up because mm-hmm. you don't mix, you don't keep the same genes. Yeah, you don't. Uh, hand job and your the one wife that they had at the time to like basically spare her life was like, "I will save your crazy incest incest baby. I know how." Mm-hmm. But then when she didn't, she killed. They totally murderized her. Yeah, and they threw her in the weird red clay <laughs> that they mined. Yeah, because yeah. what else are you gonna do with a body? They don't yeah. have any pigs. That's that kind of that's everything, right? I think so. Yeah. Daniel, I see your face. Just get it out. Get it oh, off your chest. Oh, well, there's so many <clears throat> scenes in this movie where it's like, well, this house is fucked up. I should leave. And whenever anyone's like, I'm going to leave this house, they do it in the dead of night when there's like a total snowstorm going on. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie Hunnan shows up and is like, oh, hello, everybody. I, I just wanted to come visit you. I walked here. And then the two bad guys leave the room and he's like, I know they're murderers. We're getting out of here. And sure. it's like, okay, cool. And then his plan to escape is like, Okay, well, we're going to leave now. I'm going to turn my back to you. Oh, I've been stabbed. <laughs> I've been stabbed. <laughs> oh, no. Charlie Hunnam is definitely... His like whole role in this is nonsense. He He's the janitor from The Shining. <laughs> I'm here to save you. Yeah. Ah! And he really doesn't need to be in this movie at all. No, he doesn't do anything. No. Also, I still don't think the ghosts need to be in this movie. They don't do anything. They point at stuff. Yeah, I wasn't sure, even thematically, like, what the ghosts were supposed to mean to me as a viewer, or to, or even to Edith as a person who could see ghosts. Well, as the movie tells you repeatedly, ghosts are metaphors. Yeah, they do, but of what? Uh, I think that was, I don't think the ghosts are metaphors, though. I think that I think that's an inherent flaw. <laughs> they're, in they're ghosts, but, like, they don't accomplish anything. <laughs> they, I arguably lead her on the path, but not in a way more than her own. I mean, she could have figured that out. Through non-ghost reasons, and then the sure. ghosts don't really pay off. I was I was expecting a sixth sense. Oh, there's ghosts. Let me sol- talk to them, even though they're gross. Or she does do that though. Yes, but not not till the very end, and then we don't yeah. see any ghosts after it happens. Wait, which ghost does she talk to? She says, "I know who you are, the one holding the baby." Yeah, I know who you are. You're Enola Shadi. Was that it? Did and she then she cure, said, and then she said crack "Tell crack me cake? what you're trying to tell me." And then she points to the points the hand job in the direction of, <laughs> and she points the hand job. She says, "There's hand jobs over <laughs> Go there." Go over there and look. Ew. Yeah. Quick <laughs> into well, the elevator. It's an incest hand job if I've ever seen one. Yeah. And then they push her off the balcony because everyone's watched too much Game of Thrones. That ghost yeah. could have been replaced by a. Uh, her hearing the noise of jacking a, a, it down a, the hallway, a pointing dog, or that dog that she had going. Beep, 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 yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> 
<laughs> that job, dog loves What is it, Lassie? <laughs> Something fall down a well? No. Uh, what is that? It's like, like a it, butter churn? Oh, incestuous hand job. Thanks, Lassie. <laughs> I think what the ghosts point out is less about the movie and more about the reference material the movie's trying to like, yeah. take. It's got because, a little I mean, of that feel to it. The idea that, you know, some random character in town learns that this mysterious too-good-to-be-true husband is already married, while simultaneously the female character is seeing ghosts wandering around the house is literally the plot to Jane Eyre. Literally happens in that movie. Let me, let me throw a different curveball, sure. different plot problem I have. That fucking digging machine can't be that expensive to build. Why did he have to go through three people's <laughs> riches to fix that dumb machine? It looks pretty expensive. It was already kind of working. What does he need to do? Also, just hire some guys to with be shovels. Fair, though, to be fair, though, they didn't have one working at all. No, that's true. Yeah, the, the idea was that his money built that. So essentially, the three other women... <laughs> money only built a tiny model was he not <laughs> he married the tiny model heiress yeah got the tiny model yeah then he married the lady who owned a car got a car yeah and, and then, drove the car and then he married the lady that could raise his uh, incestuous baby got the baby perfect plan then he took the car to marry the lady who had the money to build the full-size digger machine also i don't really get the impression that either of these two characters is particularly like you know all their screws are like, not super tightened. smart. Why the fuck was there a digging machine in this movie? <laughs> what, what did that have to do with it? What that? did the clay do in this movie? Looked scary. It looked like blood. Hey, what looks like blood and arguably could be a valuable uh, resource? Cranberry. They own a cranberry. <laughs> bar. Uh, no, no, no. This no. is in Florida. Not this scary is jolly old England. Little red dots don't look like blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> what else looks like blood? Looks like blood. Uh, Red Paint Factory. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Red Paint Mountain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the movie needed an excuse for them to need money, I guess. And it was just like, they own a clay mine. Sure. Red clay. I don't think it's there's a spooky. lot of clay comes from England. Yeah, I don't know, man. This movie wasn't that good. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. I'm not going in on this All right. one. I'm into it. It's I think okay. it looked cool. It's okay. It's I okay. Mean, I actually didn't like In the... the grand scheme of things, I would say it's probably worth the 60 percent it has on rotten tomatoes Heck yeah absolutely. i think if you made this movie in the 70s it would be pretty cool yeah john carpenter's for sure crimson if, peak if you rented a house out in the middle of nowhere that was an actual house and just made it look crappy and then well, the, like one thing i really liked about the first ghost in this movie that is that it didn't really do much that was scary it was just there it was gross looking but it also just is like kind of talking to her yeah and i like i've yeah. always thought that the concept of a ghost that doesn't jump out and yell boo but is just like a present like yes it's there yes it's interacting with you and like let's see what happens very slowly and dreadfully i think that's super cool it yeah. isn't like leaned into okay enough and the very first scene, I was like, oh, this movie's going to do this. I'm all pumped. And then it ended up just being like, I'm a red thing that screams. Don't run away from me. He's definitely trying to be like, look it. You can tell how they died because their corpses are all fucked up yeah. in the way they died. Yeah. Her mom, I guess, fell into a vat of acid or something. <laughs> she just had tuberculosis. I think she just... Because <laughs> she becomes think, a skeleton or something. Yeah, she just decomposed. So this is my theory about this movie, but back me up or, or disagree with me on this. So early on, before any of the crazy stuff happens, aside from that first ghost, you see 
Lucille and uh, Thomas, and they're walking around, and they wear like Tim Burtony, like fancy black tight outfits and leather and frills. Everybody's wearing like dresses and stuff, and they're wearing like crazy vampire costumes. Part of this. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. When they're, they're in America. Yeah, when they're American. Early on. Before they've okay. been revealed as bad guys. Thomas is oh, like walking outside the... with sunglasses and an all-black suit. Oh, sure. And okay. Lucille kind of wears a similar aesthetic. To me, you gotta either lean really hard into that and they are clearly bad guys from get from the get-go and nobody knows it, but this is just a goofball movie. Or you don't have them dressed like vampires. They dress like normal people, and you find it's a surprise later that they're scary. Yeah. This kind of like, they're dressed up like movie monsters, but the movie's like, she loves him, they're great. That's the issue with this movie stretched out over the whole length of it. Yeah. Stuff that looks creepy in scenes where the movie's trying to make it romantic, and stuff that really isn't that scary when the movie's trying to be scary. It, it like, kind of runs down the middle between these two opposites. I wish it would lean really hard either one way or both ways. Yeah. I'm yeah. With you. No, I just don't think he's as good as the Bronte sisters. Yeah, well, that's I think good. is the issue with it. Also, I, don't, I feel like it would have been, I think I feel like this movie would have been a lot better if he'd made it for the budget he made his old horror movies. Yeah. Yes. This like should Devil's have been a low ba- budget like, movie. Like, like Devil's Backbone? Mm-hmm. You, that's fantastic. And it's inherently, it's basically the same story as this. Uh, what was the big, what was the big horror movie made that was kind of his breakout movie? The I, Devil's Backbone. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not thinking of The Devil's Backbone. The one with the little girl, um, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That thing is scary. That's not a horror movie. It's just a fantasy. It's very really scary. That movie's scary. Scary stuff. The the feast scene is scarier than any of the ghosts in this. I guess. I don't think so. And also, that's all practical effects in that sure. scene. No, it's a much better movie. Yeah. Yeah, Payne's Labyrinth is, yeah. So he knows how to do, like, practical effects. Sure. Somebody vulnerable, a vulnerable girl in a scary situation better than you see in this movie. Yeah. I didn't really care if anyone in this movie got murdered. <laughs> yeah, she's not, I don't know, Edith really does not. She's well, fine. Yeah. I just wasn't not that ma- sympathetic, though. I might have been distracted by my kitty cats. As usual, that's a disclaimer for this podcast. <laughs> and all other episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think this movie, it's probably the best movie we've watched, which is very low bar. Yeah. Um, but It's either that or I think Oblivion are like our two ties. Right? I'll take think, this over Oblivion. No, I'll take Jem and the Holograms <laughs> over Oblivion. Oh, I've yeah. read about Jem. I do love Jem. Okay. Is Jem and the Holograms better than this? Yeah. I'm gonna say yes, but but by a sliver, uh, they're very close in my mind. I really, I really like what they're trying to do in this. But this is movies better looking. I like what they're trying to do. I, I just know, get totally. like mad that all these road the bumps problem, are pumping up. My issue is that what Jem's trying to do is much easier, and they also fail. What's funny to me is you're saying I like what they try to do in this movie, and when I think about Jem, I'm like, I don't like what they're trying to do, but sure. I still kind of like the movie. <laughs> no, totally, but like they kind of deliver on something I don't really want in Jem. Sure, I just what they're trying to do in Jem is just easy. Everyone's done it. We've seen it a million times. How do you fail so miserably at this? This movie should have had, but a I mean, I love it. it. It's also yeah. great. But I mean, like Josie and the Pussycats is amazing. Same film with Shemuel Hologram. Yeah, Spice. World. I love Hannah Montana, Spice World. Mm-hmm. All right, is it time for our dramatic reading? Yeah. Do you have a dramatic reading lined up for us? Uh, do you guys want me to do first line, last line, uh, the two bookends of Edith talking about ghosts? Yeah. Or do you want me to do wait? What's the other option. The other option is. 
I'm uh, Thomas Sharp confronting Edith the day after he spurned her. Being like, I can't. I love you. I can't let you go. No, keeping like in mind that her father, his, her her father's just been murdered by his sister. I like the ghost one. Go although ahead. I do think it's funny in this movie that he immediately is like, "I'm so sorry, I spurned you," but he totally takes that bribe. Yeah, he's like, "I'll take the money, but I will immediately renege on the deal." Well, also, couldn't he be like, "Hey, pretend like I'm hurting your feelings. Meet me at the train station tomorrow. Wait, wait, wait. Your dad's given me a whole bunch of money." I don't have to insult you for no reason. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, but she wouldn't leave her father, even if that was the thing. Wait, but that guy knew that her father was dead at that point. Or wait, was he dead? I, no. He was dead by that point. He was dead. Point. Or he was being murdered while this was happening. No, he was dead, because as they're leaving the hotel, the uh, old man dead. doctor is like, Oh, look out, your dad's been murdered. Oh, okay, you need to... You need, you you need, need to, to look at this body. You need to identify his body. We've brought his attorney, we have brought his dear friend, they all know it's his body, but you need to identify it's it. It's part of the law. <laughs> and his face has been mushed into goop, and they're like... He fell. <laughs> hey, hey, Jacob, you know what happens when you get old? Osteoporosis. He slipped and fell so hard that the sink broke open and his head exploded. Not enough milk. It's true. <laughs> you gotta drink your milk. Get that calcium, supplements, people. That is the lesson of this movie. I think All he right. might have hit his head more than once. <laughs> I think he might have hit his head four, <laughs> five, six stood times. Back up, hit his head again. Stood back up. <laughs> hit his head a third time. But no one was there. We'll, we'll never really know. Oh, We'll miss him. Heir to the banana peel fortune. <laughs> How did he make his money? He was a builder. Oh, that's right. He was a builder. We don't yeah. know of what. Bob. Bob the builder. That's what he called him. He was a builder of magnificent beards. Yeah. Reared in steel. That's what we've got here. <laughs> Making the trains run. All right. Here we go. So the movie opens with a narration from Edith about ghosts. The movie also closes with a narration from Edith about ghosts. Uh, Metaphors! Here here we go, I'll try to do both. Ghosts are real. This much I know. The first time I saw one, I was ten years old. It was my mother's. Black collar I'd taken her, so father ordered a closed casket. Asked me not to look. There were no... There were to be no parting kisses, no goodbyes, no last words. That is... Until the night she came back. <gasps> Too scary. And then it closes. <laughs> Very scary. I like that it's the dad's like, closed <laughs> casket, but also don't like open that casket, please. Well, cholera. You don't want everyone to catch <laughs> you it. You should probably not. You're like, Yeah, closed casket. You don't look. It's closed. Yeah. Don't open that up. <laughs> don't open that up until it's my body. Then you have to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> look at the goop in there. <laughs> yeah, look at the goop in there. Well, she got to say Open goodbye. casket for me. <laughs> Alright, and then it ends with something very similar. (laughs) Ghosts are real. This much I know. There are things that tie them to a place, very much like they do us. Some remain tethered to a patch of land. A time and date, the spilling of blood. A Mm. terrible crime. But there are others. Others that hold on to an emotion. A drive. Loss. Mm. Revenge or love, those, they never go away. Cut to Jessica Chastain playing the piano as a ghost. Mm. Wait, what, in what respect are ghosts stuck to a date and time? 
<laughs> Clock ghosts? What are yeah. we talking here? Well, every 4th of July, I mean, people I'm, see my ghost shooting fireworks. Also, also, I'm pretty sure that a time and date for ghosts is basically the plot to any ghost Doctor Who story. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Any time travel based ghost story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Where Where do you think the third act Oh, it's when she falls off the balcony. Is it when she falls off the balcony, or is it when the ghost points the handjob? Yeah, that's the that's the breakdown. Is it, well, is it discovering the handjob? I mean, they're, they're no, back No, I'm going to go with Daniel with falling off the balcony, because that is a clear, from that point on, is it the does, finale. It does fade out to it black was, yeah. and open again, which is very much... That's a real clear break okay. in this movie. Also, that means you get to pick who's at the door. Yeah. <laughs> Could be anybody. I, wait, they showed him, though, Yeah, they right? showed him, like, uh, in, in town being, like, at the depot being, like... Hey, Let me but you don't one know of your if... horses. Oh, that gives me a badass idea, you dudes. <laughs> na, 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 na. It's a Terminator. I was a judge. You'll see. I want you to steal my great idea. I'm looking for mother. <laughs> Have oh, you seen it, this boy? Is it Punisher Wars? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cut and come back. Yeah. One, two, three, break. Hey, and we're back with our pitches. We're going to roll the uh, the old Dio Fate over here. Um, Daniel, count us in. Which, which numbers are you? Oh, I'll be number one. Mike will be number two. two. Jacob will be number three. All right, come on. Let's see it. A 12 <laughs> on my 12-sided Jacob? die. That's me. Yeah, it is Jacob. All right, are you guys ready for my pitch? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> will you guys get me up to speed with where, where we're coming in for the third act? Oh, old Edith just found out that brothers and sisters love each other, fell off a balcony, was pushed off a balcony, Yeah, found out that ghosts have been murdered, and she's about to become a ghost if that evil sister has her way. That's right. And, and there's a knock at the door. Yeah. There's a knock, knock, knocking on the chamber door. Okay, so picture this. She wakes up in bed in the uh, the bedroom, and the door, she's been locked in there. Uh, she can hear Alan McMichael was, is outside and she is, he's confronting, uh, I'm going to blink on their names immediately. Lucille Thomas and, and Thomas. He's confronting them much in the way he does in this, uh, in the movie. He's saying, you know, you, I figured this out. You were married before I demand to see Edith. They're saying, no, no, she's sick. She's, she's in bed. She can't see you. Edith is, is, uh, she's all messed up from falling off the balcony. Her, her larynx is crushed. So she's like, ah. I'm in this room. Uh, but she can hear, she kind of like stumbles out of her bed and, and goes up to the door and she's listening through and you see the uh, the camera cut through the door or through the, the people or whatever. And you see basically the scene you saw without her in it. So her, Alan's confronting the two siblings. Uh, the sister's like, here, take this knife and get him. Uh, Alan gets stabbed and stumbles into the elevator and, and goes down to the bottom <clears throat> floor. Uh, like falls or in the elevator? He, he gets in the elevator. He like he's okay. stabbed, but he, he runs away. Okay. Um, he fall. He goes down to another floor. Uh, Lucille and Thomas are arguing over, you know, I didn't want to kill him. He's, you let him get away. We need to take, you know, you need to go in there and finish the job. Edith's all freaked out. She just saw Alan get stabbed. She hears a whooshing ghosty noises of this house as you've seen earlier and like the panel behind a bookshelf swings open Mm. uh, and there's a secret room back there and she goes 
quickly sneaks in there and closes the door behind her and finds a little hidden room in the in the um it's not the crawl space the space between the 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 walls what is that called uh, I'm gonna say crawl space for yeah, lack of yeah, sure sure because crawl space where Anola or one of the previous wives have stashed their diary. Uh, and she starts reading through this book, and you hear uh, the narration of some previous wife, basically telling her all the things that you find out sure. there. That that, that uh, Lucille and Thomas had this relationship, and there's this baby, and she found out all the previous wives had been murdered. Yeah, uh, she's reading through this, and she's getting Edith is getting more and more like perturbed and scared of this. Uh, and as she closes the book, you see the big, gross, red ghost, like, hiss at her. No, it's uh, very scary. Very scary. So she flees through the crawl space in between the, the boards of the house. Uh, she finds, like a, a, like, a ladder that takes her down into the basement. And she ends up sort of finding another, sec- basically a secret door into the, the room with all the clay in it. And she sneaks up. She sees that... Thomas is dumping Alan's body into one of these clay pits. And she's like, oh my god, he, he's done it. Uh, she sneaks up behind Thomas to strangle him, and as she does that, her hands pass through him. He mm-hmm. turns around and leaves the room, and she looks into the clay pit, and Alan and her own body are are floating there in the red clay. Oh, badass. <laughs> what? She turns around, and there's Enola... Anola's ghost, and she's like, you understand now, you've joined us! <laughs> now uh, I can do something aside from point at stuff! Yes. Now you finally understand that this is, you know, that what's happened here, and with you joining us, we can finally get our revenge! Wow! <laughs> uh, so she, uh, Anola and Pamela and the other wives, they are like, now that you're here, we can begin. You know, you have the, the ghost strength we need, or whatever it is. Her ghost powers come into play. She can't touch uh, Thomas or Edith, but she can jiggle doorknobs and stuff. Sure. So then the last, you know, the finale is her and the ghost torment Thomas and uh, Lucille. Uh, they, you know, they're celebrating and having drinks because they've murdered her and now they're rich. Uh, when suddenly, you know, the lights go out and the candles burn out and there's weird noises in the house. Eventually, she gets Lucille scared enough to go into the kitchen and the butcher knife falls off the the top of the refrigerator or whatever and chops her like her mom got chopped. Uh, Thomas is so scared, he runs out into the, uh, the snow outside, like <clears throat> the end of The Shining, and... In this, in my version, uh, Edith, as she's chasing him, all the f- ground's getting red and, and bloody as she's following him with mm. her ghost. See, because now they can see the ghost because it's time for them to see the ghost, sure. right? Nice. Uh, she eventually scares him into falling into his mining machine and he gets all smushified. Um, and there she ends up with the two siblings are dead and she and the other uh, wives, you know, kind of celebrate like we've we finally got what we've what we needed she gives gives the same narration at the end only you see her and alan's ghosts uh they're now green ghosts for symbolism reasons uh living in the house together as a ghost married couple like in beetlejuice nice (laughs) the do the bad guys ghosts go anywhere no they don't they go to hell they go straight straight to hell hell. yeah (laughs) they they don't come back as ghosts or they go to hell i tempted with the idea that they would be their servants in the afterlife but i think i just like you end with alan and her as green ghosts beetlejuicing up this uh haunted house listening to 1950s music (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) and then uh, you could you know after the credits you see it's modern 
modern day and a new family is moving in. Oh. And it is the beginning of Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. The end. I love it. Yeah. And then the sequels is uh, Crimson Peak Goes Hawaiian. That's right. I just wanted something scary. I wanted scariness. They should die at the end. Something. I, I love know. it. Mike, do you want evens or odds? Evens. It's an evens. Uh-oh. All right. I like so, your noodles. Uh, oh, thank you. I made a baby. <laughs> so Edith falls from the balcony. Uh, it lands squarely in the one patch of snow that's poof. there. And there's a knock at the door. <clears throat> she awakens, finding herself on a stretcher, being oh. carried to town by good old Thomas Sharp, Lucille Sharp, and the knock at the door... Good old Butler Finley. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh dearest Finley, who we forgot to mention. Oh, dearest Finley. And is forgotten by the movie. Yeah, who's in two scenes as the doddering old uh, groundskeeper. He's wearing who can't a Scotsman hat. Thing. He's yeah, basically Finley. Groundskeeper Finley. He's like, I heard noises at the mansion, so I decided to stop by. It's a good thing you'd need help carrying her to town in this blizzard. The but, end. But, <laughs> but she's... Now she's she's awake and she's a little bit dazed and a little bit insane. So oh, she's no. yelling. She's yelling at Lucille. You did it, didn't you? You killed your mother. You killed the other women. It's all you. You want them all to yourself, don't you? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, <clears throat> Lucille does the only thing she can do in the moment. Uh, finds a good sturdy old rock and bashes Finley's face in. Yeah. But very graphically and mm. over time. Mm. Good. That, I mean, that's her signature sure. kill. Well, I mean, the old face bash. The old, the old face bash. <laughs> she may do with a knife in the actual version of the movie, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but th- as she's doing this, everyone, you hear a branch crack. Everyone looks up, and it's Hunnam. Wait, Charlie Hunnam. What's his real name? <laughs> Alan McMichael. Alan McMichael. Yeah. In the woods, being like, what the fuck? A face smashing? Busted. <laughs> You're in big so, trouble. So what? So Lucille picks up a stick and rushes at him. And in the process, uh, during all the scuffle, Edith gets up and runs out into the woods in the middle of the snow. I like this. While the better. fighting happens. She's running around. She gets lost. The din of the combat falls behind her. Mm-hmm. She's lost, she's cold, she's afraid she's going to die, when suddenly Red Ghost appears, pointing. Mm -hmm. It's the woman with no ring finger. She walks that way, gets lost, another Red Ghost, woman with, I don't know, baby is there, (laughs) pointing. (laughs) Yeah, BW. She runs that way. And then finally, Mother, with big old meat cleaver in her head, points, and she ends up on the other side of the clay pits, a back door into the clay pit room. Mm. Mm, Yeah, good. Where she collapses. <gasps> Fade back to black, and then open again, and she sees Lucille dragging a mangled corpse of Charlie Hunnam and pushing him in the vat. No. Mm. Wow, that happened to both our endings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has to die. Yeah, he should. So she gets up and charges him, or charges her. Uh, scuffle, scuffle, scuffle. I actually actually kept this meat cleaver under this floorboard. Okay, yeah. Fight, fight, fight. That part's good. Uh, not a ghost in your ending, as far as I can tell. No, no, not a ghost. <laughs> okay, She's good. still alive. <laughs> gotcha, all right. <laughs> and then uh, I would say it continues as as planned from there. Sure. She goes upstairs, end up outside again. Does, uh, is Thomas killed? Uh, yeah. Okay. Lucille goes after her. Thomas steps in between. 
gets killed in the blow. That's probably a better way to get him. Yeah. Uh, gets killed. Actually gets killed with the meat cleaver. Yeah. That's uh, nice. Steps in between. That's uh, They end up outside. The digging machine gets turned on again. But this time, instead of getting killed with the shovel, she gets killed by the digging machine. Yeah. But it keeps going and going and going and eventually collapses the house so it falls into oh. the sinkhole underneath mm. her. I like that too. And it ends with Edith, bloodied and battered, laying in the snow. Clay snow, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. With the village people walking up. But not like... But like the band, the village people, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, I mean, not the people from the depot. At least one of them's a police officer. That, yeah, so yeah, yeah. She's in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one's a doctor. No, no, no sorry, sorry, just a Native one's American. A, one's but a he's doctor. probably like a he's really like a medicine man, right? Yeah, yeah, oh sure. Yeah. He's I'm got the whole headdress. My village people cover band. That's like a doctor, a lawyer, an yeah. engineer, an accountant. <laughs> They're all just wearing suits. Yeah. <laughs> which one's which? I have a stethoscope in my pocket. <laughs> Astronaut. Uh, and, uh... No, I'm sorry, I'm preemptive clapping. Wait, the dog alive. The dog's alive. Oh, oh okay. thank God. Woo! Did the dog do it? What happened? The dog just is a, a shitty just little a Pomeranian dog. that gives it do you Do you see her post-saving, or do you end with her being the villagers? You just end with the villagers. Okay. And no voiceover, because voiceovers are bad. Yeah, yeah. that's stinky. I kept it's a it bad voiceover, too. Yeah, yeah, I kept it in mind just to make the ghost thing work, but oh, no, yeah. not good. I mean, maybe you see... I like that ending because it fits with the <clears throat> romantic parts of this movie a little sure. better. We both went, it needs to be more scary, for and sure. Maybe, uh... Maybe there's ghosts at the end. I don't know. I mean, your version of the ghost did something in your ending, sure. too. yeah. Also, Thomas being killed a little more by protecting her makes him a little more sympathetic. I did really like him getting stabbed in the face with a knife, though. Yeah. That yeah. was really good. Oh, bad. All right, Daniel. All right. You guys like scary, huh? Ooh. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? Get ready. All right. So Edith just fell off of the balcony. Yeah. She's in a bad, bad way. There's a knock on the door. Who could that be? They say. It's two knocks. <laughs> Fucking shit, and Tom, you you get Edith, pull her in the other room so whoever's at the door doesn't see, and you pulls Edith away. She, You see her eyes closed. You don't really know what's going on, though. Mm-hmm. You, you see old, what's her face? Lucille. Lucy, you see a Lucille. She goes and opens the front door. It creaks open. Who's Creak. there? Holy shit, it's no one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No. Well, then who the fuck was knocking? <laughs> There's no one out here. <laughs> Very scary. And all of a sudden, you go back to Edith. Tom Hiddleston is distracted because his sister's freaking out because no one's at the door, and she makes a fucking break for it. <laughs> She's okay, despite falling off of the thing. She runs out the door and runs She's around. She's probably limp running, though. Yeah, she, yeah she's oh, scrambling. Sure. She doesn't care that she's cold. She's just going for it. And then eventually, she gets out there, and she falls on top of someone. Who is it? Oh, my God. It's Charlie Hunnan. It's a Charlie Hunnan popsicle. He's frozen to death. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alan McMichael. Alan McMichael. No, you shouldn't have tried to walk that four hours by yourself. Frozen to <laughs> That's death. That's dumb. She, she screams. Oh, no. This is even worse. Keeps running. Keeps running. And then, all of a sudden, finds another person. Who is it? groundskeeper guy oh, Finley. <laughs> and he's like not today miss and wax her in the head with a blackjack 
She awakes in a darkened room. Turns out he was is is he their older brother and is also having sex with both of them? He's just in on it. <laughs> okay. He's cool. Who's he having sex with? The dog? What's going on here? <laughs> he just gets a cut of that sweet, sweet money. Ooh. Oh yeah, Fiddly gets to have a taste. Yeah. And she wakes Wakes up strapped to a very Frankenstein-esque board. <laughs> what a makes slab. it Frankenstein-esque? <laughs> it's a big metal slab. You see a Jacob's Ladder in the background. Oh, the fun toy? Yeah. Wait, is <laughs> the movie Jacob's Ladder? No. Can we get you, see, you see a copy of the DVD of Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. The that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's like my ladder. two metal electrodes with the zap that goes between uh, them. Uh, the thing yeah. I can buy at Spencer's Gifts? Yeah. Also that wooden toy that's kind of shitty with the ropes. And yeah. It goes click, 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 click. Click, 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 yeah. Okay, she wakes up. Brother and sister are there, and Finley's in the background tinkering with things. They give her a big old speech saying, well, we're probably not going to get your money now, but you're still of use to us. (laughs) You see, I invent many things, not just digging machines. I call this the Lazarus device. (laughs) (laughs) Not to 50? Is is it this? What? (laughs) Is it the Princess Bride? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Close. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, you may recognize this machine from the the film version of Casper the Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and Edith says, "Yes, I do. Rent it now on DVD or video on demand." But they say this machine totally deghostifies people, but at a terrible cost. It kills. It kills someone. You. <laughs> it kills you. <laughs> to deghost our baby boy. He's the only one that died in this house that we loved, and we're gonna bring him back by killing you. Old Chappy. Yeah, old Chappy. The the most recent wife that died was the one that was with him. <laughs> he died after her, so that's why we couldn't do this earlier. And so she says, Okay, fine. And they say they announce to the ghost realm, we would like to sacrifice this life and bring back the most recently dead male in the house, or some other vague wording. Do they tell this to the Lazarus device? Yeah. <laughs> you see a portal to hell open, and Satan goes, fair enough. <laughs> Alley uh, Hot baby coming through. Catch but, uh-oh. Is it a twist? Is he throwing out McMichael? <laughs> no, no. They were too vague with their wording. They only said a male. The most recently dead male comes oh, back. Finley. Uh-uh. <laughs> Fucking pissed off Charlie Hunt and pops out of the portal yeah. of hell. Says, it's roasted time. He's totally nude. She, she, Edith is long Does since dead. Does he have dead. horns and a pointy tail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it like Terminator where he just like stands out dun, completely dun, nude? Dun, dun, yeah, he's got. He's like, dun, 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 dun. If you want to live, come on me. <laughs> no, if Edith you, is dead. Damn it, I did it wrong. Oh, Edith's dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a real uh, bad Terminator. I want you to try that again, Michael. Uh, but, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> there it is. He is Terminator, <gasps> Terminator-like in demeanor and appearance at this point. He's steaming. Has he got like six sunglasses on? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He, Do you he, see his point of view with the red eye? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he scans everyone in this room. Does Bill, does Bill Paxson come out and he's like, give me a clothes. <laughs> he looks at his girlfriend, a little wireframe goes over, says, girlfriend, totally dead. Bro. <laughs> and he looks at the bad guys and it says, bad guys, time to kill them. <laughs> so he goes on a mad scientist murder spree as he oh, runs around the lab. Yeah killing everybody and that's pretty much what he does it all goes according to plan (laughs) he murders all the bad guys and goes oh no i have a terrible choice to make i have to i could kill myself to bring my girlfriend back or 
I could get Finley and jam him in this device. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, I'll put Finley in here. He was in on it, too, because I was a ghost and watched the whole thing. He kills Finley. <laughs> His girlfriend comes back. They say, this machine is too terrible for anyone else to have. Sorry, ghosts on the other side. You're done. You're out of here. I'm not sure you're looking at your notes for this. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I have in here? They put they they strap the dog in. Yeah, we got to kill the dog to bring back the baby. Kill the baby to bring. Back. They do a whole bunch of you know. We got five gallons of water and, <laughs> and a, a, th- a three gallon jug and a one gallon jug. We're gonna figure this out. We have a chicken, a fox, and some corn. We got to get it across the river. Yeah. So they're gonna the fox. Two seats. They solve a logic puzzle, allowing all the good guys to live and all the bad guys to go to hell using math. Yeah, they say thank God for English education. Wait, American education. A URL appears on screen for you to check the math and look up a diagram explaining the ending. Yeah, it says, pause the movie now and turn to page four in your pamphlets. It says, you you thought you'd probably never use math in your life, you dumbass. Well, this is why you should know algebra. The Lazarus device. (laughs) Just in case freaking British royalty or whatever kidnap you and want to bring their baby back using your soul. I want my baby back, baby, back, baby. Paid for, by, <laughs> paid for by Chili's. The end. There you go. Guys, I know it's getting late, but I need to do something highly unorthodox. Let's do it. And make a fourth pitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because okay. I was thinking of a different idea while I was writing this, and you've given me the the like spice I need, although I may need your help with this. <laughs> okay. What spice okay. did we give you? So I hope I gave you cumin. Well, we'll find out. Okay. Frankincense? Myrrh? Let's all, we'll see. <laughs> So, as we left off, uh, Edith t- takes her tumble into the snow, and you hear the knocking on the door. Who's at the door? Why, it's Edith, of course. Well. They open it, and they go, it's another one of the clones who protect the water, the hydration devices. <laughs> you may have thought we were bad guys, but actually, we're killing all your clones because you work for the aliens. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alan McMichael shows up, and he, he says, what are you doing here? I'm supposed to keep an eye on you for uh, Mother Base. <laughs> They our, have home, to, our home planet America. They have to fight them. They get in the Model T to return them back to America, where Mother Base is. Ooh. But actually, they filled it full of clay, red clay bombs to sure. blow up. And at the very end, they're like, Mother America's like, I see you brought a body with you. Who is it? And then they're like, it's not who you think. It's, it's actually... Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm here with this bomb. No, no. Kablammers. Saw it off. <laughs> you wankers. I love it. I give that one best ending. Yeah, there you Two go. Two thumbs up. Metal for best ending. I was trying to come up with a reason Edith could be at the door. There it is. Okay, what the magic ring do in this movie? It's not a magic ring. It is just a thing. Uh, it is a... It is their mother's ring that she st- that Lucille stole from her when she killed her. Uh-huh. Uh, that they have been giving to be the wedding ring to oh. all of the brides. Is uh, that which what it is, is why you can which is why the one ghost has no ring finger. Yeah, and why Edith has the jacked up finger. And it's also the way they're like uh Charlie Hunnam is like I'm your doctor, and I'm taking care of you. I notice you don't have your ring on your finger, and then Lucille grabs him. Yeah. Lucille grabs him, and he's like, there's that ring. Something's amiss. Oh, it's the old clue ring. 
Yeah, yeah it's just uh, an old clue ring. Okay. It was confusing because early on they're like, I need the ring for this. But I guess that's because they're poor and can't otherwise afford it. Yeah, ring. they need the ring to propose to people. Pawn gotcha. that, that shit. Go get a cheaper ring. Do you guys find it <laughs> weird that, you know, you know Thomas and Edith are in love early on. Yeah. But then it basically just cuts and it's like, we've been married. And Finley's like, you've been married for a long time. And like, shut up, Finley, you piece of shit. Oh, yeah. What? I don't think it's weird. Also. Well, it's weird that, like, you don't. <clears throat> I do even see him propose. Oh, you do. You just kind of like, oh, we're married now. How many months have passed? That's, that's... Uh, you see. I mean, the, the 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 movie has real bad timing problems. Yeah, especially with the poison, where she's like, <laughs> "I'm fine." No, I'm horribly sick, and now I'm fine again. Which yeah. theoretically, like, how long between her getting back from the depot to her finding the hand job? How how many was that? A week? Was that two months? Who knows? Yeah, it's, it was um, not a long engagement. I can tell you that much. But we don't see the engagement. We don't see him proposing. We see him come back, and he's like, I couldn't leave without you. Also, yeah. your dad's dead. Now we're at his funeral. You're hugging me, and Charlie Hunnam gives me an old hat tip. Cut to and then the camera. Well, then the camera pans down, and she's wearing the ring on her finger. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Did they and, not bone zone on the entire cruise ship ride over to England? No, she was a, he was he was respectful of her mourning period and did not pressure her into having sex. Yeah. That's another line. That That's, I mean, that is a line. It's not really clear how that how long is that mourning period? A day? A year? They got married. They got engaged, married, and moved, moved to England. Yeah. But in, that, uh, yeah, but that's not crazy for that time. Period. No, but it is still yeah. all unclear in the movie what exactly happened. You just have to kind of like take it on faith. Sure. How long has that dog been living in the wilderness? <laughs> in the wilderness, yeah. Lots of corpses to eat. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I have yeah. more questions. I'll save them for next week. Yeah, you got some si- time yeah, for second got, thoughts. Yeah, we got some second thoughts next week. Yeah. Um, so what, do we got, what are we watching next, uh, Fortnite, Jacob? So this is my selection, and this is a movie that is... It is a flop uh, by our standards. I think it, it just barely eked out its money internationally over a long period of time. It is from 2014, so it is one of the earlier movies. It's in the Oblivion era. Mm. Uh, it's a little movie called Noah. Oh, hell yeah. Starring uh, Russell Crowe, Jennifer Connelly. Is Emma Watson in it too, right? Emma Watson. <laughs> uh, the bad guy is... the Ron Perlman. No, no. <laughs> it's uh, The Wrestler. I think. Uh, oh, what's Grave it? Digger. Mickey Rourke. No. Yeah, I believe it's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Grave Digger. <laughs> this is a movie I watched assuming like, hey, I kind of watch, I'm okay with a Swords and Sandals biblical epic and was amazed by how bizarre it is. <laughs> so I'm really excited because neither of you have seen this movie. No, not at all. Do you, I think I've mentioned to you some of the weird stuff in it, yeah, but I don't think you're really, pre- I don't think you're really prepared for how crazy it gets. How Told quick. me there's rock monsters. There are rock monsters. There's a lot of magic and stuff in it for a Bible story. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, we will be releasing that a fortnight from from now. Yeah. Uh, we will figure out at some point how to have you guys rate who had the best endings. That is something I want to do. Should we come up with names for our endings? I want to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. We did that a couple times, then I forgot about it. Okay. I'm going to go with quadruple ghost ending for the name of mine. I'll go with the Lazarus effect for mine. <laughs> And I will go with the crumbled house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> traditional. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to come up with a way, probably Twitter poll, to vote on these. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Third Act Saviors. Uh, you can also send us emails, thirdactsaviors at gmail.com. We would love to have some uh, mail. Letters. Letters. We will totally read them and give you follows backs and thumbs up. 
Uh, rate us on iTunes, even if you hate us. In fact, if you hate us, give us five stars, ironically. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's what the cool kids are doing. Tell yeah. everybody about our podcast and how great it is. Or how much you hate it. Well, Michael, Daniel, thank you for joining me. <laughs> thank yeah, you, thank Jacob. You. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, should I wear my galoshes in order to survive, oh. survive that oh. flood? Get your umbrellas. <laughs> a, a joke about cubits. <laughs> well, let's hear it. No, that's, that's all I got. How, how, he'll 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 develop those cubits joke over yeah. the next two weeks. Tune in next week to hear my joke about cubits, everybody. Yeah, he's gonna have one. <laughs> all right, it was really good time, guys. One, two, three, break. Bye. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> or, we're on it tonight. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do the countdown, right. but in right. uh, silly accents. Five, 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 five,